And welcome back to Harry Potter and the Reread Podcast. I'm your host, David Jansen. Joined as always with my co-host, Kyle Jens. Kyle, how are you? I'm great. Guess what? What? Hagrid's back. Hagrid is back. Hagrid's back. And we will hear his tale in chapter 20 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. I almost said Prisoner of Azkaban. I was like, I wish this was Prisoner of Azkaban. Harry Potter and the Order of Phoenix, chapter 20, Hagrid's Tale, is what we're going to talk about today. You can tell we're not as enthused about this book as maybe some of the others in the past. But um, in, has, in, in look, addition to last look, week's, not a lot was going on. It has a very pretty cover. It's a beautiful cover. I believe this is the only cover that doesn't have Harry on it in the original art. What's on the sixth? Uh, he's with the potion. I think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're correct then. I think that is the case. Why is there a phoenix on this cover when there is no phoenix in this book? I don't know unimportant it's a pretty book very pretty book very pretty did i ever show you my harry potter uh bookmark no my sister-in-law like hand stitched it for me i'll see if we can get it into focus there that's beautiful yes that's it was like a like a cross stitch pack so that's my harry potter bookmark only used for reading harry potter and this week like i said we read agrid's tale um why don't you just take us through it? I will spoiler alert. Um, this is a long exposition chapter. We'll talk about some things, but there and might honest, not be that much to talk about. I'm going to give it a short recap because there's just a lot of what is said is just not. Relevant. He said this, then he said this, exactly. then he said this. And the point is this. So yeah, right. take us through it. You don't need to recap every single word. Just give the readers or the listeners uh, the point. This is a reread podcast, so they should, A, they should be rereading along. That's the whole point. But if they're not and they're just listening, they should know what happens anyways. So take us through um, what happened in Hagrid's Tale. All right. So the group take their invisibility cloak and the Marauders map out as they have just realized at the very end of the last chapter that Hagrid's light is on and Hagrid's back at the castle after being gone for basically the entire school year. Uh, so they make their way out there and knock on the door. They're so thrilled to see Hagrid. Hagrid looks rough. He's beat up. He's got bruises all over his eyes. His eyes are all swollen, cuts all over the place, and he's mending it with a piece of dragon meat on slapping it on his face for some reason um Hagrid is kind of refusing to tell them where he's been for the last little while because he needs to keep it a top secret um but our friends here the trio Harry Ron and Hermione well they mention oh you were out looking for giants weren't you this kind of flusters Hagrid he's like what how, how did you how did you know so Hagrid does what Hagrid does best and he spills all the beans and fills them in on his summer. Uh, this happens after Harry had just kind of told him a little bit about his summer as well and how he got attacked by Dementors. Anyway, on to Hagrid's story. Hagrid and Maxime, uh, Madame Maxine of Beau Bottoms, they essentially went on a little mission to go and find giants and recruit them on behalf of Dumbledore. Um, essentially they make their way out they are making sure that they're not followed by death eaters and they got to stay under the radar living in caves uh, until they find this tribe of giants that have all been kind of like pushed off to and forced to live together even though giants don't do well when they live in tribes in close proximity to each other 
essentially they're they're sweet talking this one chief or i forget what the name was but like a, the giant tribe chief and so they bring the them gerg. a gift the gerg that's it so they're getting in with the gerg here they're giving him a gift uh he loves it they say hey we're gonna be back tomorrow we're gonna have more gifts for you so they go back to their cave the next day they come with a new gift and it's going really well so they're slowly kind of easing their way in to make this negotiation on behalf of dumbledore until on the third night something horrible happens there's this massive um giant fight that that occurs and there is a commotion the Gurg is no longer the Gurg because the Gurg is dead. So there's a new Gurg now. And this Gurg, he's not as nice. He's not really taking to uh, to Hagrid and Madame Maxime as much. So all that progress is lost. At this time, a group of Death Eaters are also making their way over to uh, negotiate with these giants, including one by the name of McNair, who Hagrid happens to recognize because he was the guy who was assigned to execute Buckbeak in the third book. Uh, So the Death Eaters, though, they win this giant crew over and uh, it's not looking well. They make Hagrid and Madame Maxime, they make kind of a last ditch attempt to try and get some of the giants who are not in favor of this new Gurg to join them, but that doesn't work well. And essentially it leads to them getting attacked and them needing to run away from these giants. So that's kind of what happened, but at the same time, it doesn't really explain why Hagrid's been gone for so long because Madame Maxine got back months ago, and it doesn't explain any of these new bruises and bumps and scrapes and cuts that he's been experiencing. But before Hagrid can continue, there's a knock at the door. So Harry, Ron, and Hermione hide under the cloak as Professor Umbridge is there. She introduces herself to Hagrid and explains what her role is as the Hogwarts High Inquisitor. It's curious because there were three sets of footprints leading up to the snow, but don't lead out. So she was wondering, is someone there? She also wants to know where Hagrid's been all these months. Um, Hagrid kind of clumsily lies to get his way out of it. And soon the topic changes to her evaluations. Um, So she tells Hagrid that he will be evaluated as a teacher to make sure that he's up to ministry standards and basically is implying that she's going to be keeping a very close eye on him. After she leaves, the three worry over Hagrid's lessons. They're worried that he's probably going to get sacked or get put on probation like Trillwenny has. But Hagrid, he's insisting, oh, he's got some great stuff lined up for them this year. Stuff, great stuff that he's had lined up for them in the past years have included Blast End and Scroots and Dragons. So we don't really know what to expect yet. Um, The three head back to the castle under their invisibility cloak. They're really worried for Hagrid. So Hermione is even going as far to say that she'll go there and plan his lessons for him week by week if it means he won't get fired. That's her chapter. That is the chapter. Um, Yeah, Hagrid had been gone to go with the Giants. Giant negotiation went poorly. Then he's back. Umbridge is intrigued. I mean, that's basically what's here kind of the long and the short of it so yeah so, so let's we could talk about his mission let's a talk bit. about his mission in a little bit more detail here i liked the tale i enjoyed I, too. I enjoyed reading it getting the getting the lowdown on the giants and the you know bring the giants a gift then come back more gifts like you know the way you might treat a bear if a bear could talk to you mm-hmm. um the only thing 
there's a couple things that I like pulled out of the, the, the story about the Giants. So the first thing was like, what did we learn about Giants? They don't do well in large groups, mm-hmm. but they've generally been forced to mount to like they've been forced into the mountains where they have to live together. Colonialism. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little colonialism on the Giants is sort of what I was going there. Um, so that was sort of interesting. Um, which, I, yeah, just like a side note, didn't really impact the plot at all. There's not yeah, a ton no. of Giants. We learned there's not a ton of Giants. The main reason is they kill each other. Yeah. Um, I think that touches on like a larger issue, though, with because like, again, we know that like the main wizard and witch race, they kind of see themselves as a most of them anyway the purebloods especially see themselves as above these kind of like half human creatures and giants and centaurs and all these other things so they it's interesting also because as part of this mission they're going out and trying to get the giants to fight on behalf of them who are the ones who are essentially pushing them out of their lands and not allowing yeah. them to live in like a very optimized um not great way right so not great it's not great and your chances of recruiting them are not great in that sense either so i feel like they were kind of put up to a losing task in the in the first place yeah i mean i mean it seems like it was going okay until you know, uh, the the old Golgurg, his name was Carcass. The new Gurg, his name is Golgamoth. And he became the new Gurg by ripping Carcass's head off. So before the head ripping offing, it seemed like it was going okay. People seemed sympathetic to, to what was going on. So my real question about Hagrid's Town, this is the only question that I really have about the whole thing here is, do you think the Death Eaters went to Golgamoth in secret? And convinced him to attack Carcass. Oh, that's an interesting question. I don't think so. I think it's more, I think just because it's explained in the book that giants don't do well when they live in close proximity to each other. And the fact that they were living in close proximity, I think that has more to do with it. I think that's kind of like, that was just nature kind of working in its ways in regards to them having a you know eventually a new king or the the most alpha or is always going to take yeah over. and i think it yeah. was just a transition that was bound to happen at one point or another i, I was see, wondering though, if it was I like a provoked a where like mcnair and the other death eaters went to golgamoth and be like look at all the stuff they're giving that guy why are they giving it to that guy they could be giving it to you Mm-hmm. you should probably be in charge you're the toughest you're and like using the the nature of the giants in their combative ways sort of in their favor i wonder if we if we so you know how they're redoing the harry potter tv show like they're making yeah. a tv show i wonder if in that we will see things that happen that like the books are just harry's perspective like we other than like that one random frank bryce chapter mm-hmm I think it would be cool in that TV show if they showed other things. Like, could we see Dumbledore and Snape scheming? Like, I don't know if they'll do it that way or if we're if we're going to, you know, again, follow only Harry's perspective. But I think, like, this would be kind of cool to see, like, well, A, it would be great to see one giant rip another giant's head off on television. Why not? Um, but, like, 
I want to see the Death Eaters be more nefarious than sometimes they're painted. They kind mm-hmm. of sometimes they're painted as kind of like dumb dummies who just follow Voldemort. But like we could see like, hey, they're nefarious and evil, not just yeah. dumb and evil. Yeah, that no, that totally makes sense. It'd be interesting to see. I agree. Anything yeah. else about this mission? I mean, the, really... the other thing is that there's clearly something Hagrid is leaving out. Um, I don't remember who it is. One of them asks them about his mom. And he says, oh, yeah, I found out she died ages ago. Mm-hmm. Wasn't much of a mother. Kind of brushes it off. Kind of lingers on it. So there's something. There's a bit of a hint that something is going to come yeah. there. I mean, spoiler alert, we know that his half-brother is going to be in this book eventually yeah so we know where the injuries are coming from and that the tie-in to his mother makes sense there um i'm sure we'll learn a little bit more about it later on but yeah yeah anything else you want to talk about on terms of giants giants are cool i think like seem like a 20 cool to 25 creature. feet tall it we don't really deal with them a lot we've had a troll in the past but that's kind of yeah they're way better it. than trolls they yeah. seem more intelligent than trolls yeah. just though but yeah no i think th- that that basically covers it right it like does. It the does. it's important this tale is important in the sense that we're now seeing as the build-up to this war continues we now know that the giants or most of the giants will be siding with Voldemort and that's I think key and is crucial it? information is it yeah does this matter there's like eight giants <laughs> and do we ever see them they, they don't partake in the battle of Hogwarts to my memory this is my only thought as reading through this all my chat all this chapter all I'm thinking about is like outside of Grop and Grop's only purpose I don't want to talk about right now um outside of him does any of this matter Yes, the Giants and the Dementors are on Team Evil. But do they actually play a part in the outcome? I'm not sure they do. So we'll keep our eyes open. Maybe the Giants have more of a point. Uh, Someone on Team Evil who is definitely plays a part is Umbridge. She's on a different Evil team, but she's on Team Evil. So she's right on top. Hagrid's back. She's there the same day. Yeah. The next day, whatever it is. One, two days. Basically... As chief ministry spy, she's like, I need to know what's going on with him. And she needs to know right away. So no time to spare, no time for Hagrid to catch his breath. Um, she's there. A couple things that jump out to me. Number one, why didn't Dumbledore prepare Hagrid for Umbridge? Where is he? Like, is he at the castle? Is he out gallivanting? I just, somebody... But not even just Dumbledore, any but any of the order members, Snape, McGonagall, any of them could have been like, we need to watch out for her. She's spying for the ministry. You got to keep all your cards close to your chest, even though you can't do that. So probably, you know, maybe don't have any drinks here because uh, then it's yeah. when you spill all your secrets. Like well, Nobody warned like, him. Even just to be like, hey, when you get back, don't go directly back home come and debrief with us yeah. first so that we can discuss this more it doesn't seem like that happened at all no because like, it sounds like hagrid is fresh back like yeah yeah 
so yeah the totally missing out on a kind of information sharing mission there and being able to help out the cause and, and get a better understanding. So I don't know what's been reported, what hasn't been reported, but something that clearly has not been reported is the fact that he has no idea why she's there or what no. she's doing. No, doesn't know anything about what the high inquisitors, I guess he hasn't got a daily profit in a, in a hot sec. No. Um, yeah. So she's there doing her thing. I mean, I commend her for doing her thing. Um, she needs to know, I guess, part of her job of, of chief spire on Dumbledore. She needs to know what's going on with Hagrid. She seems to have some idea and, and she sort of sorts it all out. So you, yeah, you mentioned that and that's a good point because at one point, I believe she says something along the lines of like, oh, you were just gallivanting in the mountains yeah, and which is where the, the giants were. So does she or the ministry, do they have any idea where... Hagrid was I think yes and no again I think Fudge's fear is Dumbledore is coming for him Mm -hmm. that is what that is what Fudge is like he's convinced himself that's what's happening Mm -hmm. so in his mind he could they're they're tracking Dumbledore they're tracking Dumbledore's allies they definitely were tracking Hagrid talked about it he knew people were following him they're trying to be as you know discreet as possible, but people saw them in France. People knew they went up to the mountains. I think you know you can put two and two together if you're Fudge of what's Hagrid doing in the mountains. I mean, he, Fudge is going to put two and two together and get twenty five instead of four, but I think they have a sense of Hagrid was out looking for giants. I do think the the Ministry probably knows that. Yeah. All right, that's fair. Why that's I think they again. I think the ministry, when we talk about the ministry, I think to be fair is we have to talk about it in terms of fudge and everybody else. Because I think a lot of ministry people are on the right side of things here, but not everybody. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, well, no, right. Like we know the Weasleys and stuff or Arthur who's on the right side. We know that there is that. Not all the Weasleys. But well, yeah, except for Mr. Percy here. Do we hear more from him this chapter, this book? I'm sure he's coming back. I'm sure he's been in. He's been in so much. Maybe, maybe, maybe he won't come back. Uh, His his plot is something like from last book to the end of the to the. We definitely don't resolve Percy until book seven. Until book seven, yeah. Yeah. There's more. Anyway, um, we could talk about. Okay, so Dumbledore or not Dumbledore, Hagrid back good, Umbridge snooping bad. Hagrid's lessons. Hagrid is yeah, so, hinting that he's got some like interesting lessons. Planned. Yeah, that's unnerving. And the, the kids are rightfully unnerved. Hermione says, hey, I'm actually going to help him plan his lessons, even if I have to just plan them myself. But I don't know why Umbridge just didn't be like, you've been gone for two months. I'm not letting you just start now. I'm happy with Grubby Plank. Exactly. I don't like, like she that power has been clearly granted. So I don't know why. Like, why couldn't she just fire him on the spot? This would be one of my things that doesn't make sense. If right. She the has grounds, now the power the, to do whatever she wants for any type of punishment. If you, your employee he's been gone. doesn't show up for work and is two months late to the job, they don't have a job anymore. Right. At least not for the term. Maybe not make that. That's what I, that's where I'm at here is he should just shouldn't be. Now maybe Professor Grubby Plank knew he she she was coming back in for for two months. I don't know, 
But it just seems like Umbridge's powers, as described so far, is that she should just be able to say, you're not teaching here. Yeah. Um, you can stay as gameskeeper, innkeeper, whatever, but... Yeah. Or even but you're not, not teaching. Like, I don't even think, but you're not teaching. Yeah. Yeah. It's covered. So, yeah. yeah like, this is like a free... Play. This is like a free shot at Dumbledore that they don't take. It's like, ah, your buddy didn't come to work for two months. Yeah, he doesn't have a job anymore. He's out of a job. Yeah. yeah. Seems like a free shop they missed. All right. Anything else you want to talk about, Rhea Umbridge here? Clear hatred for Hagrid. I think we learn. I, I don't know that bit. she, I don't know if I agree with I, that. I don't think know if she, she hates Hagrid. Yep. I think she's definitely anti Hagrid because he's pro Dumbledore. I think she's also. Mm, but maybe you're right. She Part doesn't seem the, to be the most. She's uh, more of like the blood the racist. Pure, she's a yeah. blood racist, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So, so that's uh, where. Yeah, I think that's where it kind of plays in. Um, she definitely like would. Uh, Centaurs later too. And yeah. 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So, anything jumped out for you from this chapter that you had forgotten about? Um, kind of the more finite details of what. Hagrid did while he was away I know I knew that while he was away he made contact with his half brother that that's memorable to me and that's something that I remember but I didn't quite recall the details of everything that him yeah Madame Maxime did to try I remember they went to the Giants it didn't go well he brings Grop back I had forgotten that it was going well, and then the one giant killed mm-hmm. the other giant, and the Death Eater showed up. That I'd forgotten. That was kind of fun to read about. Um, but the overarching outcome of the giants, there's nothing too surprising there. I had forgotten that they got uh, ambushed by Umbridge, like that he got ambushed by Umbridge right, right as returning. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, our predictions were pretty bland last week. We are right. We missed the, the umbrage part. Was, yeah. We missed the umbrage part, but we were able to correctly discern that the title chapter or the the chapter titled Hagrid's Tale was in fact Hagrid retelling what has been going on with Hagrid, whilst leaving out a very key detail. So yeah. we nailed that. You did mention, I think, last week too, that there was going to be a lot of exposition this chapter, yeah. which was bang on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we just needed to get a sense of what was going on. Things did not make sense. Um, there was less of that this chapter than there has been, because again, it was just exposition. Yeah, one of the ones that that jumped out to me, and it was not important, but there's a quote about how tall Ron is. That when the three of them are under the cloak, he has to crouch down. Yeah, and I just think that a magic cloak should be able to magically fit. That's fair. I think that yeah. also makes sense. I'm also thinking like they've been using that cloak since his first year. They were tiny little 11 year old kids. You could probably mm-hmm. fit three of them under there pretty fine. I think trying to fit on the same size cloak, three young adults at this point yeah, now yeah, it's is just that not it, realistic. It's not surprising know. that it doesn't fit. I just think it should. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's also a quote about Hagrid, why aren't you getting medical attention? And why isn't he getting medical attention? I guess he's trying to keep Grop a secret from everyone. Yeah. But like, just lie. 
But he's not good at lying. No, he's not. We know that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of the main things for me, that or just how Umbridge didn't have the power to just do what she wanted with him yeah. at that point there. Well, I also just, just don't even him. know why he is teaching right away. He like, settle in, he take a week. Low. Take a week here, settled in, get everything sorted, let Grubby Plank keep going. And this is one of those things. I have one more, and it's one of those things that, like, they have the Marauder's map. They have it. They use it to avoid getting cut whilst sneaking out of the castle. Why is one of them not looking at it while they're in there with Hagrid thinking like, times. yeah, like they just don't, they, they never use the map to its fullest capabilities. And it's annoying whenever they, it's annoying whenever they bring up that they have it because you can forget that they have it and whatever. But then when you remember that they have it and then all they get snuck up on by the world's least sneaking up beyond person. Yeah. Like they At should never point, get you caught. Blame yourself. They should never get caught unawares whilst in Hogwarts grounds because they should have the map at all times. It's yep. going to happen again later at the end of the book. And I'm going to be annoyed then too. Um, any other thoughts on this chapter? Nothing really for me at this point. Um, yeah, that's that's <laughs> about it. There, there's one, there's one line about like. They're like, oh, the giants live in the in the mountains. It's weird that no one's ever seen one. And then Hagrid goes, oh, they always just write them off as like mountaineering accidents, avalanche or that type. It's like of thing. giants yeah. are just casually murdering muggles and nobody's worried about it. Yeah, there's no there's no witnesses to it. You yeah, leave no witnesses. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Any quotes that that you liked from this chapter? I'm terrible. I didn't have anything. Like a lot of it was just. There wasn't, explaining and there like wasn't he much a, he had some like fine lines or like some interesting like colloquialisms and how he talked yeah but... there's like so the one i wrote down is on those lines like they're talking about how they managed to get away at the end madame maxine you know she's springs into action he talks about how like how fiery she is and he goes ah spec that's a french in her and it's yeah. like that's not a great thing to say but there's no yeah Again, we should we should have ranked the chapters as we were reading them. This would be like right in the middle. It's just a, it's yeah, yeah. It's too late to in, to uh, in, in, introduce a uh, chapter rank uh, rating system, but we probably should have been given like each chapter out of five brooms. How good each chapter was Ooh, out of brooms. I like yeah. that. Give it like Maybe based next. on plot, importance, whatever. Maybe we'll do that for book six and seven. Um, but this chapter would have been like the standard two and a half brooms. Yeah. Um, LVP and MVP were hard too, because not much is going on. But where'd you go for LVP? Like, I went with Umbridge just because she's the most annoying character in this chapter and the least helpful, I guess, in regards to the goals of Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Hagrid here. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like she, she's nosy, and then she gets involved and is threatening and is bad. But like to her, she did a good job. I yeah, I mean, I have, I, it, I do right? have her on the on my MVP list as an option. Exactly. So uh, I, I went know. with Hagrid because he simply wouldn't listen to the kids about her. That's fair. Like, like he wouldn't. He he was not listening to them when they tried to warn him about, um, 
what she's all about. And I think that's going to backfire on him immediately. Yeah, um, I think that that's a good point. I'm yeah. going to take Hagrid too. Let's give him two, mostly right. because Umbridge didn't really do... She wasn't so, evil this chapter. She no, she was, was not. just following up on her duties. So, so let's talk MVP then. So the reason I liked her for MVP is she gets to Hagrid really fast. Mm-hmm. Like she knows what her responsibilities are and she's handling them. She is there fast. She also dis- like deduces that she's not the first person to see him. Mm-hmm. There are footprints going up there. There's no footprints leading away. There's got to be somebody here. She looks at like the the cups and she's like, hmm. So I like that from her. This this just on that point, this happens so often to those three though, where they're that's why they out. should use the map. Well, use the map. Why doesn't Hagrid just install like a little trap door or something underneath that they can hide in? Like it happens often enough that they should be planning for this. Uh anyway, I think you're right though. Like she's very proactive. Um, I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to go with Hermione, um, mostly just because of the lack of concern shown by Hagrid. It it's the concern is picked up by Hermione, who is literally going to do everything that she can, even to the point of planning lessons. And I wouldn't be surprised if she does i don't think she will but at least she showed the most concern for it yeah actually hermione is who i'm choosing as well for that same piece she real while hagrid doesn't realize what kind of trouble he could be in she realizes it and she handles it or she plans to handling it we'll see if she does Mm -hmm. um so i liked her so next chapter chapter 21 the eye of the snake (laughs) i think i didn't have this written down initially but now that we're chatting i think we're going to see umbridge survey a Hagrid class, and it's going to go poorly. Uh Um, But I think the main um, outcome of this chapter is Harry is going to see Arthur Weasley get attacked by Nagini in his his mind. Um, And he's going to, somehow he'll have to alert the order that this attack has happened. I think he's going to do it via a professor. Like maybe Snape, I think probably more likely is McGonagall. And um, and then at the end of the chapter, he, I think he's finally going to talk to Dumbledore and Dumbledore is going to tell him it's time to learn occlumency. That's that's my prediction for this chapter. Interesting. All right. You remember, I forgot. I knew that a, the occlumency was included in this, but I kind of forgot how it got introduced. I, forgot I could be wrong totally about that piece. about Mr. Weasley. I'm assuming that happens. I'm pretty sure that's happening. I'm and pretty it, confident of it. Okay. Well, yeah. if that happens, it has to be in this chapter then given what it's called um i agree with you i think there will probably be a haggard lesson i fuck my 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 predictions are just cop-outs but like there will be defense against the dark arts or dumbledore army classes that's that's about all that i have i don't have any good predictions yeah chapter that's that's fine that's fine i'm pretty sure it's we're gonna mostly spend harry's gonna see the attack and then we're gonna have to try and go to it because i know i'm pretty sure that attack happens before christmas because they go and visit him in st mungo's over christmas is like my vague memory of what unfolds here so you'll have to stick with us as we um keep reading chapter 20 was this week i think we are finally over the halfway mark 
There are 38 chapters in this book. We have read 20. So we're there we are. We're moving. I don't know what's going to happen in the next few weeks. Like I said, I think we're going to have the attack and then we're probably going to spend way too much time feeling sad about the attack. That's my over. That's that's my next. That's my that's my plot prediction for the next <laughs> summary of the next couple of chapters. In the meantime, give us at least the, a yeah. follow. Or, yeah, give us ahead. a follow. I was going to say, at yeah. least an attack will be something more interesting than the last couple of chapters. It's true. Um, I'm cheating a little bit. Yeah, I'm looking at the chapter outlines right now. So chapter 21, The Eye of the Snake. Chapter 22, St. Mungo's Hospital for Magical Maladies and Injuries. Ooh, we must get a Neville visit there or something, or Neville's parents. We must learn more about that, maybe. I think we have Neville at St. Mungo's um, unfold. I think we definitely get that revealed because if you remember like last chapter or the chapter before, um, he gets really mad about... There's reference to his parents being... Or reference to the hospital, right? To the hospital and yeah. he loses it a little. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the beat... Oh, then chapter 25. The, the beetle, beetle at the bay. Rita. That's got to be about Rita. So yeah. there, we might have some interesting things coming up in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully. Meantime, I mean, it's certainly, though, it's certainly not getting worse. No. In the meantime, give us a follow on Instagram at Harry Potter Reread Podcast. We'll be posting up some clips and whatnot on there. Give us a follow. Send us a comment. Send us some messages. We'd love to hear from you. I think we're in for some good chapters coming up. I think. I think. I think so. I think we should get. We should get some paid. We should get start getting rewarded for having made it this far into the book. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're moving through it. We're moving through it. Until next time, I'm David. That was Kyle. Bye.